Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Do you remember when Jesus came and the people began to come to his teaching? Here's what they said. What kind of teaching is that? This is revolutionary. He's offering us like hope. Because what happened in the Jewish religion in those days? Everything was what? Well, clean the inside of the cup. Make sure you Sabbath. You can't do that. It was no, 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 no. And Jesus came and said, yes, I came to give you life. And that abundantly. If you grew up in the church, your impression of the rules probably included a lot of no's, or at least you thought that was how it was. Don't wear those clothes. Don't watch those kinds of movies. And absolutely don't listen to that kind of music. (laughs) The Jews of Jesus Day got the same vibe from their leaders. And as a result, there was a lot of apathy toward religion. Pastor Mark will be teaching that Jesus came and stirred things up by talking about the intent of the heart rather than outward actions. You'll hear about the kind of freedom that an authentic life with Christ will bring to you if you let him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. He'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 9 as he continues his message, Sent Out Disciples greater. You can turn to the book of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Mark chapter 3. Well, we've been learning what it means to be a disciple. Jesus said, don't make converts, make disciples. We learned about something that all of us have. All of us have comfort zones in our life. Some of you just walked out of your comfort zone right now. You don't like meeting strange people. Well, you are one. You might as well meet one. (laughs) Doesn't really matter. But we learn when we stay in that comfort zone, we miss what God has for us. The disciples are going to learn to step out of it because when you step out of it, that's where real life happens. When that happens in our life, then God uses us, and as we get used, we feel fulfilled. See, you and I were not meant to do our own thing. Well, we learned that Jesus was going to send out his disciples. And he was going to send them out to a world that was hurting and a world that was searching. They were going to have to step out of their comfort zone because they were going to go to towns they hadn't met the people. They were going to stay in places they'd never experienced. So let's look and see how they do it. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12, designating them apostles, 
that they might, number one, be with him. Purpose number one. And purpose number two, that he might send them out. Well, when they go out, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to preach and to have authority, amazingly, to drive out demons. Being sent out was where the disciples will have to move out of their comfort zone. They'd been with him for three years. They were being taught. And now Jesus says, I want you to trust me. You've learned enough. And every disciple has been sent out to searching, hurting people. All around our world, we have those searching, hurting people. I don't know if you've ever done this, but those of you that have computers, which is everybody basically, or a smartphone or an iPad or some kind of a tablet that you have, just bring up the CNN website sometime. And look down the column of news for the day. It changes all the time. There'll be about 40 or 50 or 60 little highlights right there. And of course, you can click on one and go to the detail. When you read those 40 or 50 or 60, I mean, it's so depressing. There's hurting, searching, disasters everywhere in the world. And sometimes we think like, well, like there's nobody really hurting or searching. No, just read it. And that's just the U.S. edition. If you click on the international edition, which you can do, and I do often because I'm overseas a lot, you just look there and you go, oh, no, I know that place. Whoa, I know there. Whoa, look what's happening there. And so that statement that there's hurting and searching people is true everywhere, all over the world. Let's go to Luke chapter 9 and begin to see how this looks when the disciples step out. You and I are called to do the very same thing in our area, so we'll learn some things in this amazing chapter. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Now, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You see, it was time for the disciples finally to take a step of faith and put what they'd learned into practice. Sent out simply means this, the application of our learning. Sticky faith. You see, you're here, I'm here, we're learning together what it means, these principles God gives us. Well, he didn't give it to us for head knowledge. The world is hurting people. Somebody has to reach out and touch them. Well, who's going to do that? Well, that's why Jesus came, to seek and save that which is lost. That's why you and I are here. So Jesus says to his disciples, okay, you've learned enough. We spent a lot of time. It's time to put these things into practice. We're going to step out. You're going to get sticky. You're going to make that applicable in your life. Now, the question is, would they step out and trust God as they begin to minister like Jesus? Well, we know as we'll go through, the answer is yes. I wish that was true for most Christians in the United States. But many Christians in the United States struggle with stepping out of their comfort zone because 
they believe that if they do it, it's going to lead them to a life that's very narrow and restrictive in lifestyle. We just got back from visiting our daughter and son-in-law and our two grandkids out in Denver. And one morning I was out walking around this lake. They have a beautiful lake that is across from their house and a playground for the kids and whatever. And the Canadian geese come in like crazy in the winter. So I went out walking and I saw this little sign by the lake. Keep off the ice and no swimming. That takes care of summer, winter, fall, and spring. I mean, the lake is there. You can't do anything with it. Don't do anything in the lake. Just look at it. You can't swim. You can't ice skate. Don't go on it. Is that what you think of Christianity today? Pastor Mark, if I stepped out in faith, I mean, my life would just crumble down to this little skinny line. There would be nothing for me to do. It would be horrible. You know, many of you, you were raised in a church. Here's what you heard in your church. No, 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 no. Can I do that? No. Can I drink that? No. Can I shake your hand? No. How many came from a church like that? Let me see your hand. It's amazing you're in church. Because we only give about half of those no's. No, we don't. Do you know what the world thinks of this church? Exactly that. If I came to church and gave my life to Christ, it would shrivel. I would have no fun. There'd be no excitement. You know, when Jesus came, that's exactly what the Jewish people thought. Do you remember when Jesus came and the people began to come to his teaching? Here's what they said. What kind of teaching is that? This is revolutionary. He's offering us like hope. Because what happened in the Jewish religion in those days? Everything was what? Well, clean the inside of the cup. Make sure you Sabbath, you can't do that. It was no, 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 no. And Jesus came and said, yes. I came to give you life, and that abundantly. There's a word we're going to use, but you will never step out unless you understand this word, greater. The minute you and I step out, our life is expanded. Everything is greater. Now, it's not always a, well, a bed of roses, but the impact on our life is huge. So understand that principle today. When you discover this truth, it will keep you from hesitating to step out. Here's the first thing I want you to write down in greater. Write it down. We're going to learn a lot of graders. And here we are. When I come to Christ and step out, it's a greater lifestyle. You see, stepping out leads to an expanded life. Think about the disciples. When Jesus went by the Sea of Galilee... And he called those disciples, initially four of them, to come and follow him. They left their boats. They left their parents. They left their jobs. And they followed him. What happened to their life? Listen to Kent Hughes. Following Jesus for these disciples meant an immensely expanded life. The horizon of these fishermen's lives was bound by the margins of Galilee, Now, once in a while, they would go down to Jerusalem for a festival. But by and large, they knew little more than the deck of their boat, the currents of the lake, and a handful of people 
in the marketplace. Does that sound like you today? You see, when those disciples, they knew West Melbourne. They knew the shopping mall. They knew the Starbucks. They knew the McDonald's. They got up every morning. And of course, in those days, they got the boat ready, went out and caught fish. Came in the evening, cleaned the nets, fixed the knots, stick them up. Get up tomorrow morning, do the same thing. A couple times a year down to Jerusalem. The rest of their life was there. But the minute Jesus entered their life and they stepped out, what happened to their life? Let me read to you. It's exciting. Listen, then Jesus came and how their world changed. In place of Galilee, now was the world. John became the bishop of Ephesus. Peter would go to Rome. Andrew as far as the borders of Russia. And when I go to India, quite often I'll go down to a little spot in India. Guess who landed in India? Thomas, the apostle. Not Jerusalem, not Israel, but India. You see, the minute you follow Christ, your life expands. Don't think, well, if I follow Christ, he'll send me to India. I'll have to eat worms. I mean, it's going to be a miserable life. I can't do anything. No, it's exactly the opposite. Is that why you haven't stepped out? Because you're afraid if you do, it's going to be restrictive and narrow? No, it's exactly the opposite. It's greater. These disciples, all of them, even though they die for Christianity, they would never change their life because they discovered real life. You see, how do we get this kind of lifestyle? How did these disciples do that? Well, let me show you. They were called disciples. They were called to do this. I want you to take a look at these. There's three keys I want you to start with. Would you write these three keys down? We already know the definition of a disciple. A disciple is a lifelong learner under discipline. Lifelong. I've been a Christian more than 60 years. I'm still learning every day. It's exciting. Well, what do we do? A disciple learns by reading and by listening. Not so much reading in those days, some, but not so much today like crazy. Everybody's got tablets and got a nook or a Kindle or whatever, or magazines. We read a lot. Good stuff. And of course, you listen a lot. If you come to this church, you listen a lot. There's pastors that teach you for an hour at a time. We're listening. Second, a disciple learns by watching. That's why when you go on short mission trips, you watch people. You learn. You get to see how it is. You become like an apprentice. The disciples went out many times with Jesus before they were ever sent out. They're watching. They're learning. That's why we want you into small groups, because in that small group, you can see and watch and see what's happening in your life. And then third, a disciple never really learns until they step out and start doing. You see, you finally have to put it into practice. Knowledge without obedience is useless. It doesn't make any sense. Unapplied truth is like unapplied paint. It doesn't do anybody any good. The value of the paint is in the application. Now, some of you, the last few days, you found the greatest new recipe for Thanksgiving you ever found. 
something to do with a turkey or a sweet potato pie or something that has no calories, good luck, all kind of things. You get the menu, you search for the menu, you get all the ingredients, and then your spouse says, where's the new food that you came up with? You told me about Well, I didn't make it. Well, it's useless. All the stuff I'm teaching you, unless you put it into practice, is useless. See, the wife could say, well, here's what it is. One cup of this, two and a half of these, Elvin 350, blah, 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 blah. Well, let's do it. Uh, no, I don't really have time. What's useless? But in Christianity, we go, hey, I got the recipe down. Pretty cool, eh? What is it? Here it is. Wow. Ever tried? Not really. Well, why haven't you? That's a little out of my comfort zone. I'm not sure if I do it, what's going to result. It's probably going to narrow my life. I'm going to be stuck doing this thing called serving God. No, it's exactly the opposite. Don't think that way. Now, when these disciples would have this little test run... It was a test run because later when Jesus goes back to heaven, it's not going to be a test run anymore. They're going to be on their own with the Holy Spirit. Now, this would be a test of stepping out of their comfort zone. This whole thing was a test. When you get out of your comfort zone, it's a test. When you and I step out and realize that my life will be expanded, it's a test to see if I have this thing called sticky faith. Will I learn? Will they apply what they've learned? Will I, will you do that? So here's what I want you to write next. When I step out, it's because of greater faith. Greater faith. Faith that is tested can be trusted. See, when I step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to have to depend on God. When I do that, my faith grows. It's way greater The first time you step out to witness or to share, and you've not done it before, it's amazing because your faith grows, and the next time it's even easier. Faith is like a spiritual muscle. So the disciples are going to discover when they step out, their faith is going to grow. Now, is that important? Yes, because without faith, we can't please God. I'm going to give you two testimonies from people in our body. You won't know who they are. They just write me, and I write them back and ask if I can use it. I change names and so forth. Pastor Mark, what was missing from my life was connecting with others. I realized that I could not continue to try and do life alone, so I stepped out, her words, and joined a small group. Here come her words. And it feels so good. You say, Pastor Mark, you put that in there. I didn't put that in there. And it feels so restrictive and negative. There's negative people in that group. I can't stand it. No, when she stepped out, she said, I wish I'd have done it years before. She continues... I want to thank you and God for these messages about connecting with others. Now listen to this. I've heard these messages before. But I finally chose to put them into action by joining a group. Amen. I've heard these messages before. 
Pastor Mark, when are you going to stop talking about getting into a small group and stepping out? When Jesus comes. (laughs) How many of you know, if you listen to this sermon, you'll find five or six things you never heard the first time you listened to it? How many of you know that? That's exactly right. Because see, stuff just goes, while I'm talking, somebody's thinking, I wonder what that recipe was. Did I put the turkey in the oven? Did I set the timer right? I know where you're at. We're all there. So she said, when I finally chose the decisions we make today, turn around and make us tomorrow. So you can sit your whole life in a church and not get out of your comfort zone. Never get in a small group. Just And the only person that loses really is you. But to be honest, other people do, because you have things to offer people. We all do. Well, next in this test run, these disciples are given some instructions from Jesus. And these instructions that I'm going to give you apply to you. When we step out, we'll begin to see these very things that Jesus says. I'm going to use this chapter. I'll use a little bit of Matthew chapter 10. And actually, we see here, as you're in Luke chapter 10, 72 disciples go out, not just the 12. So let's look again and begin to look at what happened. Here we are, nine, Luke 9, verse 1. We read it again. Now, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons and to cure diseases. Jesus gave them and actually delegated to them power, and authority. In a sense, Jesus sent them out empty-handed, you'll see in a moment, physically, but armed spiritually. Now, power, he delegated power to them, and he delegated authority to them. See, you and I just don't go out with our knowledge. We have to go out with the authority of Jesus and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we will see that is actually in the Great Commission in Matthew 28. We'll unpack what authority means and what power means. See, we don't go out. If I'm going to feed the poor and do nothing spiritually, certainly I can do that. But if I'm going to cast out demons, if I'm going to preach the gospel, it has to be with authority and has to be with the power of the Holy Spirit. See, man's wisdom is not equal to God's power. So we can't cure the world's issues unless we have the power of God and the wisdom of God that comes from him. Now, he was equipping them to minister. Look at two things. Verse two. And he sent them out to do what? Two things. Number one, to preach the kingdom of God, to proclaim the good news. And number two, to heal the sick. In one other translation, even as well as cast out demons. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. During this unusual time in our world's history, we want to reassure you of your Creator's love for you. God is still on the throne and is fully in control of your life and of what's happening in the world around you. We also want to let you know that Calvary Chapel Melbourne is continuing to offer church every Saturday evening and Sunday morning, and you're invited to join us. Though we can't be physically present with one another, we do still want to connect with you. 
Join Pastor Mark this weekend on Facebook, YouTube, Roku, and at calvaryccm.com forward slash live. Services will begin streaming at 6 p.m. on Saturday and 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sunday. You can find out more at our website. Again, that's calvaryccm.com. We look forward to worshiping with you virtually and hopefully soon in person. If you'd like to explore more teachings from Pastor Mark in this series right now, you'll also find them online, along with more information about the church and this ministry. Would you do us a favor? Would you be praying for Pastor Mark and the Calvary Chapel Melbourne staff during this time? We appreciate you lifting us up to the Lord. Please pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ across the nation too. This is a great way to support one another when we can't be in each other's company. That's all we have time for today. Join Pastor Mark next time to continue studying through the powerful Word of God right here on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.